0: So from there, they, they kind of just started calling churches, asking if they would like um, to have a Christian dance company come and perform. And so I know that they traveled in a minivan with a book box, early <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've graduated from that. <laughs> but, and now it's, it's incredible to see that they now have two companies with 13 to 15 dancers each, um, as well as a training program with 40 dancers and a school of the arts, So oh, as well as a training program in Brazil.
1: Every little girl's dream is to be a ballerina, leaping through the air and spinning with precision on the tip of her toes. Today we're going to talk about the art of ballet and how it's being used to magnify Christ around the world. Ballet Magnificat was founded in 1986 to do just that, magnify Christ. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I am Byron Tyler. Glad to have you along on this edition of our program. We're going to talk about ballet, something I know nothing about. So (laughs) if you're in the boat that I am, hang on. We're going to discover together with our guest, Rachel Heimbuch. Hello. Rachel, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thank you.
1: Glad to have you here. Also want to welcome your mom. So you must have a great relationship with your mom.
2: Yes, we do, which I'm very blessed.
1: Lottie Meese. Lonnie, good to have you here.
2: Thank you
3: very much.
1: We also have Grace Parrish, who joins us by phone. Grace is the Omega Road Manager of Ballet Magnificat. Grace, good to have you with us.
3: Yeah, thank
0: you for having me.
1: And I think you're coming to us via phone from Jackson, Mississippi. which is just a short drive. We actually have had listeners to this program in North Jackson because our oh, signal is so strong. Ladies, the most compelling question I have for you, what's the key to making a perfect ballerina bun?
2: <laughs> wow um, A lot of hairspray and gel And water <laughs> um, And a lot of bobby pins Okay
1: I just had to have some fun with you Before we started this show <laughs> When did you first become interested In ballet and dance? I, I have a granddaughter who's five years old mm-hmm. And she's been twirling and spinning And dancing since she was Two years old Or since she could Aww. walk really little girls really young aspire and they enjoy the dance and the movement of dance so what about for you Rachel
2: mm-hmm. um actually when I first started ballet it was more because my mom said Rachel you're going to take ballet <laughs> and I grew to love it
1: You grew to love it so mom mm-hmm. did you drag Rachel to ballet classes
3: I don't think I drug her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had seen uh, many, many years ago a just most beautiful uh, ballet company that started our worship in uh, a conference that Elizabeth Elliott was speaking at, and I kind of kept that in my mind. If my children ever took ballet, I wanted them to glorify God through it yes. and not just do something for themselves.
1: You have two daughters that yes. are in ballet. As a matter of fact, I don't think I gave your credentials here, Rachel. You are the artistic director and teacher of Independent Presbyterian Church Ballet Dance Program. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing that?
2: I started teaching for IPC Ballet when my sister Deborah um, moved away to be a trainee with Ballet Magnificat in 2013. She actually founded the program, IPC Ballet, when she was 14. So I started that in 2013.
1: Kind of took over the helm then. Mm-hmm. Grace, what about you? When did your first interest in ballet begin?
0: Similar to Rachel, um, my mom kind of encouraged me to start ballet when I was really young. <laughs> um, I had a lot of energy as a child, and so she thought mm-hmm. it helped to you know, get me active. And I really started to love it um, when I was like 9 or 10 and started taking it more seriously. Um, and then I attended my first summer dance intensive with Ballet Magnificat when I was 11 Um, and that's when I really learned how to glorify the Lord through dancing Um, so yeah and then it just kind of took off
1: from there. Someone wrote Ann Landers. I think he was a conductor of a symphony orchestra. This is years ago. I remember the article stating he was forced to go to piano lessons as a child. He hated piano lessons. But as he thinks back, he is so grateful to his mom for making him go to those classes because he is the director, conductor of one of the greatest symphonies in the world today. Hmm. Isn't that right, Mom? I've got three sons, you know. Sometimes you have to put a little push on them, don't you?
3: Maybe a little. Just a little (laughs) bit,
1: yeah. So talk about that for you. As a mom, you talked about you experienced something special at church that you wanted your daughters to engage
3: Yes, and so when we moved to Memphis, I just started Googling Christian ballet, and that's how we found Ballet Magnificat. But I never had to make them go. They mm-hmm. they danced all over the house. Instead of watching other things, they watched some of the videos from Ballet Magnificat, so they were dreamers.
1: Our listeners, you need to go to the website of Ballet Magnificat and watch their video and see amazing dance, amazing ballet And I encourage you to do that. What's that web address, Grace?
0: Yes, so it's uh, BalletMagnificat.com.
1: Okay, and we'll be giving that out throughout the program as we share today. Now, Rachel, you help young girls become proficient in the art of classical ballet technique, and it's all in a Christian environment Mm -hmm. from a Christian perspective. Now, as a dancer yourself, why is it important for you to teach in the context of your Christian faith?
2: I did not grow up dancing with a Christian ballet studio, but I had a very good environment to dance in and a wonderful teacher. I danced under Deborah Wexler. I'm just very blessed by all that training. When I was 16, I went to the Ballet Magnificat Summer Dance Intensive, really saw other dancers worshiping Jesus through dance, doing their very best and working so hard. That is what has motivated me to teach, with a Christian emphasis, basically what a class looks like when I'm teaching the girls, depending on the age. But we come into ballet class, I normally start out with their memory verse, we're learning some sort of verse for that month, talking maybe for just three minutes on what does that mean, how can we apply that to our lives as young women um, living for Jesus, and then we go into ballet class. And... I'm very emphatic that classical, quality ballet training is taught.
1: Because you've had that foundation, Mm -hmm. which would give you that incentive to want to do that. With so much competition, peer pressure, and bullying, especially among Mm -hmm. girls, how do you see ballet and dance helping to build esteem and confidence? during these early development years of life because it can get rough out there sometimes
2: Mm -hmm, very much so and as a teacher i'm always checking myself as to what i am saying you know we talk about standing with posture just before we even start an exercise and you know even just holding our stomachs because you have to be engaging your core and i'm very aware as a teacher that i hope a child does not take that wrong i never talk about a child's weight or anything like that as that can affect a child for the rest of their life yeah I myself dealt with some insecurities through no one saying anything but just even just seeing comparing myself with other girls and that was with nobody saying anything so I'm very very aware of the power of as a teacher what I have uh, the words but my words yeah can affect a child but ballet is very I think important in a girl's life and, and it's not for everybody but it does teach you how to stand the posture and be confident and ladylike which can be very lost in today's culture
1: exactly and Mm -hmm. we're mentioning a lot about girls but let me just say boys do participate in ballet too. yes and so i don't want to leave the boys out because not at all
2: yes we don't currently have any guys in our program but we have in the past so that's why i'm saying (laughs) oh
1: totally but i just didn't want to because i have three sons they're all grown now Mm -hmm. but so i know there'd be some moms out there so well i've got sons and they would Mm -hmm. be interested you know in doing it so we want to make sure we clarify that at the beginning uh, Grace, what are some other positive benefits associated with learning the art of classical ballet?
0: Yeah, I think going along with what Rachel said is with posture and um, and that can increase self-confidence, I think it also teaches discipline. Um, ballet is something that you really have to work at. And even if you're naturally talented, there's things in ballet that if you don't work on them every day that you're not going to get better. And so it teaches discipline and, you know, attendance so being on time for things. I just feel like it it, like Rachel said, it's it's really good for all girls to, I mean, at least try it. It's not for everyone. But I think it does a really good job of teaching discipline at a young age.
1: And Lonnie, as a parent, do you think there are considerations a parent needs to think about before entering their child into dance or ballet classes?
3: Oh, I don't know. I think every young girl should take part. I, I just think there's so many positive things that they can learn and just feeling good about themselves. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And the classical music that I know Rachel and most teachers play during each of the exercises, um, that's all becoming part of them. Even if they don't feel like they want to pursue ballet as a career, it is going to benefit them as a person.
1: Yes, yes. Well, do you feel, Rachel, that parents can rush to enroll their children in ballet classes too soon?
3: I
2: started ballet at eight years old. So um, it's very popular at least in memphis we start teaching children at the age of three and they're potty trained (laughs) um we have um let's see five classes a week full of 14 students each class so we a large majority of our students are very young three years old and we try to create a great atmosphere for them and i think every child is different there's some kids that come in at three that are just not ready and they start crying and they can't leave their mom and that's okay and a year later or two years later, they might be ready. Do, so it's dependent on your child.
1: In the maturity level is mm-hmm. you can just kind of mm-hmm. – and parents kind of know that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, your program's purpose is to equip and encourage students to boldly glorify and honor God in everything they do. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that you've seen this play out in the lives of your students outside the classroom? Do you have any examples where mm-hmm. you've seen that?
3: I have seen it so much in – deborah and rachel's and i'm sure grace's life that when you're focusing on using everything every day for the lord you don't look at yourself and critique it but you are constantly looking about what am i doing you might fail a test in school but if you did your very best then that's kind of a mindset yeah Mm-hmm. And so if you use everything and you start recognizing the gifts that God has given you um, individually, that's just reinforcing what they're teaching to glorify the Lord through what he's given you.
1: That's a great word, Lonnie. That is mm-hmm. really good. Now, Grace, you graduated in 2016 of the Ballet Magnificat trainee program, I think uh, Rachel referred to the training program just a moment ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Deborah Deborah, started there. Mm -hmm. there. Grace, what were your intentions when you first entered this program and how has it prepared you in your current position with the ballet company?
0: Originally, I moved here um, with the intent of dancing for as long as the Lord would have me. I desired to work with one of the companies and I wasn't really sure in what capacity that would be, whether it would be through dancing or on the the office side of things. Um, But coming to to devotions every morning we always start with devotions and really focusing our hearts on the lord um really just i feel like set me up for doing that the rest of my life um and and i'm still a part of devotions now it's in a different way i'm not taking class every day but i am in the office and doing um administrative things that are that all help to spread the gospel of jesus to the different places we go and just the different people we talk to and so i feel like and like i was saying with the discipline it really set me up for um working hard and doing all that i can to glorify the lord um in working hard so yeah
1: talk about that same discipline as it reflects in your personal walk with jesus christ how do you think that's helped you in your walk
0: honestly coming here um and really wanting to know more about the lord has taught me um that spending time with him daily is something that it's it's not just important but it's essential um for our walk with with christ and and reading his word and memorizing scripture, um, not to be legalistic, but just to to get to know him more and so that we can be um, more effective tools um, for his kingdom.
1: I like that a whole lot, Grace. Mm -hmm. Okay, Kathy Thibodeau is the founder, artistic director, choreographer, and Alpha Company artist of Ballet Magnificat. She works very closely with her husband, Keith, the executive director to run this ballet. Can you give us some of the backstory? I mean, this thing's been going around for 30 plus years now. Give us some of the backstory to its creation.
0: Yeah, it started out very small. Um, it started with Kathy really feeling like the Lord was calling her to start a Christian ballet company um, when that really wasn't popular. Um, there weren't any other Christian ballet companies, but she really just felt a strong calling from the Lord. Um, and so with her husband, they they started out um, with four dancers. Actually, they started with two, but they really believed that the Lord was going to bring two more. So they started setting choreography, and I'm honestly not even sure what building they used, but it was borrowed space, um, donated space, so from there they, they kind of just started calling churches asking if they would like um, to have a Christian dance company come and perform, and so I know that they traveled in a minivan with a big box <laughs> <laughs> <or> early <fun. laughs> and we've graduated from that. <laughs> but And now it's it's incredible to see that they now have two companies with 13 to 15 dancers each, um, as well as a training program with 40 dancers and a school of the arts. So. Oh, as well as a training program in Brazil. So it's it's really incredible to see what the Lord has done with that little bit of faith in the beginning. Um, and He's just really grown that from there.
1: Well, as a side note, back in the early 80s in my Christian radio days, I used to play Christian music on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I played a band called David and the Giants. <laughs> and Keith Thibodeau was the drummer. And also for our listeners, Keith Thibodeau is Little Ricky on the I Love Lucy series. For those who remember that, that's one of my favorite all-time shows, I Love Lucy. So Keith is the executive director working with Kathy. It's so exciting to see how this step of faith that they took to make this ballet company come together. I mean, God is just blessed in so many ways. Do you feel, Grace, it's because of the focus and the the reason it is to glorify Christ?
0: Yes, I completely feel that that is the reason. Um, I think when... Christ is at the center or something. Things can go wrong, but it's he's going to get the glory no matter
1: what. So I think mm. that is for sure. King Louis XIV of France started the first ballet school, the Royal Academy of Dance, in 1661. How does it make you ladies feel to be associated with an art form that's been around for so long? That's incredible. Did you know that, Rachel? I actually did not know <laughs> the <was a> date. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't know the actual date? No. 1661, that's Grace. That's long time. That's a long time, isn't it? That is a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Grace, you mentioned Brazil just now. What are some places around the world that Ballet Magnificat has traveled to?
0: Well, there are a lot. Um, so I'll just (laughs) list the ones that I know of. Um, A lot of different parts of Europe. Um, So, Eastern Europe is Poland, Ukraine, um, Slovakia, and then Czech Republic. I know they've been to Greece. Um, And then, I guess, South America, we've been to Honduras, and we've been to Mexico they've been to a lot of Southeast Asian countries, um, South Korea, um, I don't think they've been to Japan, um, the island of Guam.
1: Really? I used to live on the island of Guam. <laughs>
0: really?
1: Yeah, for three years from 96 to 99 we were missionaries on Guam with a group called Transworld Radio broadcasting Northeast and Southeast Asia, so how about that? Guam, yeah. yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, when traveling to these countries, Grace, uh, do your dancers get the opportunity to interact on a personal level to share the gospel with people there in these countries?
0: Yes, for sure. Um, It really depends on the country we go to and the culture, but um, after all of our performances, we have an open time where the the audience members can come talk to the dancers, and we encourage them to bring prayer requests, and and that's really when the dancers get to interact with the people that have just witnessed the ballet um, and really talk to them about the story and about their own personal walk with Jesus. And I also know that there's times when... um, when I've gone on these trips that we've gone to, um, to different places and done a little bit of street ministry where we'll, we'll do like a spontaneous dance and that'll kind of draw a crowd and we get to talk to people um, just in the community. Um, so, yes, there's definitely a lot of opportunities when we travel to, to witness Christ to people.
1: Rachel, you're shaking your head. Have you gone on some of these trips?
2: I used to dance with another, a smaller ballet company, and it was bringing back memories. Flashbacks, huh? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, by the way,
1: I didn't mention that other dance company, which was called uh, Light of the World Ballet. Mm -hmm. So was it run similar, presenting the gospel?
2: Yes, yes. It's a Christian ballet company, and I was a trainee with them for two years. We traveled to Philippines, China, and just across the United States. They've traveled many other places as well. Like Grace was saying, it's dependent on the culture of the, the country and how free you are to share Mm
1: -hmm. as i mentioned in the beginning i haven't been a life follower of the ballet but you ladies are creating an appetite Mm -hmm. again for the purpose lanny we're supposed to use everything we have to glorify christ
3: Mm -hmm. and so what a great opportunity yeah it's very very powerful when you sit in the audience and you watch this is not a ballet that you wonder what's going on i went with a couple friends last summer and joined Deborah and the company at, in Vorchdorf. I believe that's how you say it. Um, and it was so powerful that the person that was with us in the uh, intermission, she said she had been to many, many ballets in Russia and she understood what was going on very clearly. Wow. So the message is super clear, it pierces you.
1: Now for the most exciting news in this whole program, Ballet Magnificat is coming to Memphis. Rachel, Grace, you guys are going to bring it here. (laughs) So let's get, we've got details to get. We want to make sure people know how to get tickets. And tell me about this, bringing the ballet here to Memphis for a special engagement. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes. Ballet Magnificat Omega Company will be dancing at the Rose Theater at the University of Memphis campus. March 3rd. Yes, on March 3rd. um, It will be 7 p.m. on a Saturday. Doors are going to open at 630, and it is $20 a ticket. You can purchase tickets at the Independent Presbyterian Church Bookstore, so the IPC Bookstore, and uh, the church address is 4738 Walnut Grove. We are absolutely thrilled. We've tried to get them to Memphis uh, for many years and it's just a big undertaking, and we are so, so, so excited that they're finally coming to Memphis. They're going to be performing a ballet called The Scarlet Cord*, and it's a ballet that is set back in former communist Russia, and it follows two missionaries that are undercover sharing about Jesus, and it's a bit of a modern adaption of the Rahab story from the Bible. So there's Rahab and a sister character, and... It's just a really beautiful story just about missionaries around the world and just somewhat of what they go through. As well as um, the Rahab character watching her go through life and then finally being broken and seeing that her life without Jesus just is not fulfilling. And uh, the gospel is just very clearly represented. And um, I remember seeing this, wow, was it 10 years ago maybe that they premiered this ballet? Just it was one of those ballets that inspired me to do what I do and um, to hopefully inspire other girls to do the same. And part of what I do in teaching is I hope many of them will go from here and maybe dance in companies or whether that's just – bible study setting just sharing or worshiping jesus in their own bedroom or it's a really really neat ballet
1: well grace you're again you are the road manager for the omega group here so what preparation would you have to do as you travel here to memphis to get ready for this
0: yeah so um ahead of time i normally put together a schedule of kind of what the day will look like when we perform um i also figure out you know the route we take to get there and um making sure our trailers are all packed. We travel in tra- uh, with vans and trailers. Um, and so it's, yeah, just kind of working out those details. And um, I work with Gretchen, who is our tour director, um, and we kind of figure out, um, you know, what time we should start setting up because we, we travel with all of our own lights. Um, and so it takes a little bit of time and floor uh, to set up. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of figuring out what time we should get there um, and communicating with with the sponsors um, to figure out like meals and that sort of thing. So it's the the minor details, but very important in the long run.
1: Oh my goodness, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, as we've already mentioned, the Ballet Magnificat is headquartered there in Jackson, Mississippi. And I think you've already alluded to this, but talking about opportunities during the summer months for parents to enroll their kids in special workshops or maybe special teaching events. Can you talk yes. about that a second?
0: Yes. So we, um, we have a summer dance intensive that this year it's going from June 30th to July 28th. Um, so we have two two-week sessions and we also have a four-week session. Um, so students can register on our website um, and-
1: And give that address uh, again. I'm sorry? And give I'm that sorry. web address again, yeah.
0: Yeah, balletmagnificat.com. Um And you'll select the workshops tab at the top um, and find all the information you need there. Um, it's an incredible opportunity to really uh, fine-tune your technique, but also um, really learn more about the Lord through Bible studies and worship time. It's
1: really incredible. And Magnificat is spelled M-A-G-N-I-F-I-C-A-T. Type that in, Valley Magnificat. Did you say .org or .com? I'm sorry. dot .com. Dot .com. Okay, great. Now, Rachel, what about classes at IPC? You've already told me there's a waiting list for the fall uh, how can parents learn more about your classes and how to enroll their students?
2: Yes. On the IPC website, which is ipcmemphis.org, Org. Mm-hmm. Um, under music, uh, my uh, the ballet classes fall under the music ministry. So James Brown um, has really spearheaded this and helped uh, this ballet program grow to what it is is now there's a tab that's called ballet classes that you can click on and it has our email ipc ballet at gmail.com just get inquiries through there and we let people know how to get on the waiting list and tell them a little bit about the program
1: nice mom any closing words from you
3: uh you can also purchase tickets for march 3rd at etix etix.com okay and just search ballet magnificat and you'll see the link
1: Again, the event at the Rose Theater at the University of Memphis, March the 3rd, Saturday, 7 p.m. Tickets are only $20. encourage you to go ahead and get those tickets now. Come out and enjoy a wonderful ballet Mm -hmm. with Ballet Magnificat. Grace, Rachel, Lonnie, God bless you, ladies. Thank you for what each of you do for Christ's kingdom Mm -hmm. to glorify God through ballet and dance. Thank you for sharing the story of Ballet Magnificat. Grace, uh, any final thoughts from you?
0: know but uh, we look forward to seeing a lot of people at our memphis show we're really excited
1: <laughs> okay what about you rachel anything to say before we say goodbye
0: i'm
2: just happy to be here and tell people what's going on in memphis thank you
1: it's gonna be great well friends that's all the time we have on this edition of mid-south viewpoint thanks for stopping by i'm byron tyler we'll talk to you next time bye-bye